Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, Toronto writer and commentator. Twice a week, I offer my take on the world, from craven politics and unchecked ambition to secret sauces, bitter loss, and fist-pumping redemption. The stories to live by. Quirky, high-style, tear-jerking, funny ha-ha, sometimes funny peculiar. My tales don't walk down the sidewalk and browse in the windows. They sneak into alleyways and come out onto different worlds. Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes. A new take on Bad Bosses, written by Bob Ramsey. I wasn't aware that failure was now a movement rather than just a lack of success. It grew out of the idea that we learn best not when we do well, but when we fail. As Heinrich Heine said, experience is a good school, but the fees are high. The failure movement is founded on the expansively democratic idea that if each of us learns most when we fail, why not tell the world about it so that everyone can learn before they fail? Thus was born the annual failure report. These were started by Engineers Without Borders Canada, a nonprofit that specializes in international development. As we're now reminded in Miami, engineering failure can have terrible consequences. For the past 11 years, EWBC has published a failure report alongside their regular annual report. As Ashley Good, the report's editor, told the New York Times, I only let the best failures into the report. But exposing failure in the normal course of business isn't limited to engineering. It happens with pilots and lawyers and doctors all the time. In fact, on Monday mornings in hospitals all over the world, surgeons gather for their weekly morbidity and mortality meetings, where they call each other to account for medical disasters so they never happen again. In this same spirit of openness, I think we should acknowledge people who are failures at their jobs as senior executives and celebrate them. Big, powerful, swaggering people with money and ego to spare. A bad CEO can destroy entire companies and ruin people's lives while they're in the middle of their careers and long after they've lost them because of their bad bosses' horrible behavior. We should celebrate these bad bosses because we can learn from their bad examples. True, we can also learn from the good examples of mentors and exemplars of excellence. We celebrate successful executives all the time, from the CEO of the year to Canada's 100 most powerful women to the top 40 under 40. But let's not have them blind us to the even greater lessons we can learn from bad examples. I believe they can teach us more than good examples. Think back to your own best and worst bosses. Did you not learn more in an aversive way from the actions of a truly terrible human being than you did in an attractive way from someone who ate compassion and excellence every day? In fact, you learned one of life's biggest lessons, what to avoid. Here's how we can begin. The rating site Glassdoor is where you go to find out what employees really think of where they work and especially about a company's leadership. Last week, they announced their list of the top 100 CEOs, which ranked bosses in the US, the UK, France, Germany, and Canada. Larry Fink, the CEO of investing giant BlackRock, was number one, while the top Canadian CEOs were number one, 
Barry McInerney, McKenzie Investments. Number two, Rania Llewellyn, Laurentian Bank. Number three, Ernie Herman, Marshalls. Number four, Ronald Cohen, Sick Kids. And number five, Jeffrey Jones, H&R Block. I'm sure they're all wonderful. But wouldn't it be just as instructive to compile an authoritative list of the worst CEOs? A British journalist asked Glassdoor this question last week, and their spokesman replied tartly. We prefer to look at best practices and those that are doing well. He would say that. I suppose we could uncover the worst leaders by taking a least-best approach and hail those who scored at the bottom of the Glassdoor list. While the site's average CEO rating was 73%, the CEO of BrewDog Breweries, James Watt, scored only 52%, after 60 former employees wrote an open letter accusing him of promoting a sexist and misogynistic culture of fear. Then there's Michael O'Leary, CEO of Ryanair, ranked by Glassdoor at 43%, who, as you can see, has a few issues. Okay, a lot. But rather than hunting CEOs like this at the bottom of the top CEOs list, why don't we create a new list where the worst can be at the top and most easily seen and learned from? It would make for compulsive, if repulsive, reading. Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to RamseyInc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C dot com.